So uh, I don't plan on being on here long, but I saw this story about Jilly from Philly, Jill Scott. Look, I'm a fan of Jill Scott. I think she's a very beautiful woman. I think she's very talented, but I think she's also, uh, I just came from the gym, y'all, so I'm still sweating. I think she's also uh, a little delusional and bought, and, and is probably bought into all of the woe is me that's going rampant in this country about how black people feel like, oh, there's something in my face, about how black people feel like um, they're being hunted by white folks nonstop. And every time you walk out the house, it's like the, the big, bad, scary, racist, white supremacist boogeyman is just lurking in the bushes somewhere ready to get you. So, you know, Jill Scott, she sounds like she's bought into all this BS a little bit. And so I saw this story right here. Let me share the screens. Says uh, Jill Scott reveals she's considering leaving the U.S. to protect her son. Like I say, I like Jill Scott, but, you know, she sounds like she's done took some of the, the pro-black babbling juice. So it says uh, Jill Scott is the latest celebrity considering a move from the U.S. as she's concerned for the safety of her 12-year-old son. During an interview with Jamel Hill's Unbothered podcast, the Grammy Award-winning artist and actress says it's terrifying to raise a son in America when Hill asked her what it's like raising a black boy in America's racial climate. So it is terrifying to raise a black child here in America, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we have our good buddy out there by the name of Akatunde Nation News. If you guys are not subscribed to Akatunde Nation News, Million Dollar Man is obviously a fan of Akatunde. Akatunde has coined the term sun men or sun people. Whew, I'm still sweating from this workout. Uh, Ak does news every night, and this channel is getting more and more popular. He should be at over 100,000 subscribers by now, but you know he's still climbing. Every night he does the news. He goes around highlighting all the tragedies that take place amongst mostly black people. And probably about 99% of those tragedies are due to the hands of another black person. I mean, we all know this. We've all seen the FBI crime statistics. We all know what the doggone deal is. But for some reason, it is still a popular sentiment here in America to believe that your biggest threat is some random white person or a police officer coming to hand you that business just because you're black. And we all know that's complete BS. Anyways, the article goes on to say it's terrifying because it doesn't matter if you have or you don't. All that matters is, is that you're brown. That's it. That's what Jill Scott said. All that matters is you're brown. Okay. Uh, it says, what's especially concerning for Scott is that her son will be old enough to drive pretty soon, alluding to she's worried about his safety when he's on the road. So she's worried about her son getting pulled over by a cop and getting killed. She ain't worried about her son going out there speeding, not wearing his seatbelt, you know, doing all the crazy things teenagers tend to do. 
when they first start getting some driver's license and they want to go out there and drive four or five, 6,000 pound vehicles up and down the street at 80 to 100 miles an hour. She's worried about the onesie and twosie, the 0.0003% chance of her son having a fatal encounter by a police officer, y'all. Her son has a higher chance of catching COVID than being killed by a cop. Like, that's just the reality of how the numbers break down, right? Goes on to say, just to let, uh, just to, says just to know that he will be on the road just to know that he will be away from people that love him in the world that will decide whether he's guilty of something because he's brown that's terrifying it makes me consider leaving this place often so just because he's brown people are going to automatically assume he's guilty right <laughs> like i say go subscribe go subscribe to akatunde nation and you'll see just how false this narrative has been and just how ignorant people are who continually buy into this BS crap about you being just assume that, uh, you know, you white folks and cops just looking at you like you're guilty off the jump as if, never mind, we're not going to go into that. There, there is something interesting about this article as to why I'm bringing it up. So she said she shares the sentiments of so many other black parents in the United States, including former First Lady Michelle Obama. Miss Obama told CBS every time they get in the car by themselves, I worry about the assumption. I worry about what assumption is being made by somebody who doesn't know everything about them. So they got Michelle Obama, probably one of the most famous women in the entire world, was married to the president of the United States. And Michelle Obama is running around here acting like she's going to be a victim or her daughter's are going to be some type of victim of police brutality. You got the Secret Service for the rest of your life, Michelle Obama. I'm pretty sure the Secret Service are lingering in the cut with your daughter, Sasha and Malia, somewhere in the cut. Like, I highly doubt, out of all the black children in the, in the entire United States, the Obama children, well, they're adults now, I assume. The Obamas, they're probably the only black family in America that, that has absolutely nothing to worry about when it comes to uh, police brutality. Absolutely nothing. I mean, you have cops that guard you 24-7. That's what the Secret Service is at the end of the day. They're just a bunch of, you know, super police. But that's not the interesting part. Here's the interesting part about this whole story. It says, so So where's a place she would consider taking her family? Jill Scott says she would go to Holland. So in case you guys don't know where Holland is, Holland is just another name for the Netherlands, right? It's a country in Europe that borders Germany, is across the uh, the pond from England. It's like in that upper corner of, um, let me see if I can find a map. Here it is, right here. So right here's Holland. Uh, well, all of this is the all of this is the Netherlands, but this particular section is called Holland. That's where Amsterdam is, Germany, Belgium, and then over here somewhere is England. And I found this interesting because Holland slash the Netherlands is probably whiter than the United States of America. So what I'm saying is you got a black woman over here, Jill Scott, who's worried about her black son living in America because of white folks and cops. And she would say she wants to move out of the country to go live somewhere where it's safe. And the place that she names off is a country 
that's whiter than America. <laughs> You're like, how white is it? 76% white, probably 80% when you start adding all these other people into the equation right here. But basically, here's the uh, the ethnic group breakdown. You add up all these numbers, you're looking at a country that's probably damn near 90 to 95% white. So you want to go from the United States of America because you're so in fear of your black skin here in America because of cops and white folks that you want to relocate to another country that's even whiter than the United States. And so I found that interesting because my thing is this. How come when you always hear black folks talking about how they want to leave America, whether they're celebrities or they're just regular everyday black folks, you know, I've, I got some people in my family that talk like this, but like, man, I'm going to leave America, man. I'm getting out of here. How come none of these Negroes ever want to go to a country in Africa? Like, has anybody ever just stopped and wonder why this is? How come black folks who live in America, who jump up and down every five minutes and be like, America's racist, America's racist, they want to move to another country. And then they pick the whitest countries on the entire globe to go to. Nobody ever wants to go to Africa. It's like two billion black folks in Africa, but you never hear anybody talking about they want to go to Wakanda. They want to go to uh, uh, Zamunda. They want to go to Egypt. They, they don't want to go nowhere near that kind of. They want to go basically white, uh, basically black folks in America. They want to trade American white folks for pure European white folks. They, they just want to switch out white people. Because I told you guys before in like a previous video, right? I said, if all white people in America decide to pack their crap and move to Russia, I said the majority of black folks here in America will be packing their crap and moving to Russia too, trying to hop across the border just to be next to white folks. Because the thing is, no matter how much crap black folks talk about white people here in this country, black people love some white people, man. Black people love white people to the umpteenth degree. And I personally don't believe that there are too many black people in this country that can actually survive and thrive without the presence of white people. Even though they'll hop up online every other day and talk about how white folks are so bad, days hunting us, days killing us, these Negroes can't get away from white people. They don't want to get away from white people. They don't want to be anywhere near a country where it's predominantly black run or a black population. Like they only want to go down to the Caribbean islands for crying out loud. This chick says she wants to move to the Netherlands, y'all. The Netherlands. This is the population. Dutch. I don't even know what EU stands for. Turks, Moroccans. Moroccans are probably about the blackest people on this list, right? Indonesians, Germans, Polish, and others. So you're looking at a country that probably has a population of like damn near 90% white folks but you terrify the white folks here in America that you want to move to another country that has even more white people over there <laughs> because you fear for the safety of your black child. But this is just how it is, man. This is how it is. This shouldn't come as no surprise to anybody, man. Black folks love white people. And look, that's cool. You can love white people. You live around them. They're signing your paychecks. Uh, they're giving Jill Scott all these endorsement deals. Every time I listen to my Pandora app, her Allstate commercial comes on where she's singing a song, Nationwide is on your side, or Nationwide, whatever she's singing. It's like, you know, niggas love white people, man. I don't, I don't understand why 
you want to sit here because look, she, she ain't the only one. Like I said, I've heard this from countless people in the past, but I just hear so many black folks that like to go out here and be like, oh, I just need to get away from all these white people, all this, that, and the third. I'm like, that's cool. But I never hear people, I never hear American Negroes talking about going to Africa. They always want to go to another country that's dominated by white folks. So it just kind of makes me believe how, how much of this black unity, we's, we's need to be around with our peoples. How much of this crap is actually true? Because um, you guys know about what's taking place in Atlanta, right? So in Atlanta, there's this part of Atlanta called Buckhead, right? Buckhead, Atlanta. That's where like T.I. got a house. All the rich people got a house out there, right? So Buckhead, due to the crime in Atlanta, Buckhead wants to break off from the city of Atlanta and officially become their own city, right? Now, this is where a lot of affluent white folks with money live out there. And, you know, everybody's up in arms talking about, oh, this is some racist stuff. Rich white people just want to just take their stuff and get away from black people and blah, blah, blah. And the white people are like, yo, B, you guys are out of control with the crime. Thanks to Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. Is she still the mayor? I don't know if she's still the mayor, but whatever. Thanks to her policies of just letting criminals just do whatever the hell they want to do in that city to where a lot of that stuff is bleeding over into the affluent, the rich affluent areas known as Buckhead. So you got a bunch of Negroes in Atlanta who are highly opposed to this, right? But the but the interesting thing about it is these be like the same Negroes that um that sit around here and complain about white people all day. Where you have Negroes online talking about uh, integration was the worst thing uh, to ever happen to black people. Like, have y'all ever heard these arguments with random Negroes get up on here? It'd be, it'd be Negroes that be like twenty five years old that that were born in a fully uh, integrated society talking about integration was the worst thing to ever happen to black folks. But the moment white people Turn around like like this right here. The moment white people decide, hey, we want to take our little section of Buckhead and break off from the greater city of Atlanta and form our own official city. Now, all of a sudden, Negroes want to start whining and crying about segregation. It's like, my nigga, you sit around on social media all day long, ranting and railing on white folks and how they're just so racist, yada, yada, yada. And the moment these white folks say, all right, fine, we're going to take our little knapsacks, pack up and start our own town. Now, all of a sudden, you want to start whining and crying because they're leaving. It's like, what do you want at the end of the day? Do you, do you do you want the white folks around or do you do you not want them around? And for those of you who don't want to be around them, how come you never move? How come you always you know, get up on your little platforms and you never want to relocate to a country in Africa? You know, the motherland where all the black folks are like y'all hop on. Y'all hop on social media, put your dashikis on, pump your fists in the air. Talk about uh, the motherland, this that uh, the diaspora, that. But very few of you Negroes who actually want to leave this country because of all the rampant racism and white supremacy. Very few of y'all ever actually talk about wanting to go to a country in Africa. You got 54 countries in Africa, right? How many, how many countries? Are, let me get my numbers right. How many countries in Africa? 54 countries in Africa. You got 54 whole options to pick from. But most of these Negroes like Jill Scott, they want to run to Europe, you know, they want to they go hang out in the Caucasus Mountains with uh with all, with the with the with the as my man Akatune Nation would say all the glacial the glacier gliders. They want to be up there with the glacier gliders instead of going out there with the sun people. So it just makes me wonder. It's just like like I said when I hear these conversations online about 
what was me the white man i i just i i just don't take it seriously anymore because nobody ever no, none of these negroes truly ever want to break away from white people because the sad reality is you take white folks out the equation most black folks here's what's gonna happen like i said you take all <laughs> you take all, all white people just pack their stuff up they go to russia and all black people is like yeah we're gonna stay here this is our land now you know what's gonna happen in about five years you're going to see commercials on Russian TV with a bunch of white people sending 25 cents over to drop bags of rice off here in America for Negroes who can't feed themselves because now they got pot bellies and flies around their eyes like, like, them, like them Ethiopia commercials from back in the day. That's what I think is going to happen. When you take white folks out of the equation for the average Negro, the average Negro is not going to know how to survive and thrive. They're going to be damn near starving to death, turning into some cannibals out here. That's what I honestly think. So that's why when I see Jill Scott talking about she wants to leave racist America, but you want to move to a country that's even whiter than America. It's like, no, you're just you're just like every other Negro. You you just want to you just want to you just want to trade your white people. <laughs> you're hoping that you can trade white folks over there for these white folks over here and hope that they'll treat you uh, way better than what you believe the current white folks here in America are treating. When in reality, you're probably going to go over there and have the same mentality about them. You're going to start screaming some racism. Woe is me crap over in the Netherlands. And then, you know, fortunately for Jill Scott, she got enough money. She can just bounce around and move and do whatever she wants. But the average black person, if they're to do that, you know, I don't, I don't know how you're going to make it. I don't know how you're going to make it. You're going to be out there turning tricks in the red light district in Germany somewhere, doing whatever it is that you do to survive. But anyways, I just want to talk about that real quick. Uh, she should be she should be more scared to raise her son without a father. Look, we ain't gonna have that conversation. <laughs> we ain't supposed to have that conversation. I mean, look, all these black women is strong and they can do it on their own. I say let them do it. Let them do it. I ain't gotta have my kids around your kids. You know what I'm saying? That, that's just kind of how it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't have to have my kids around hers. It's Trader Joe's. <laughs> So anyways, I just wanted to share that real quick. I'm not going to be on here long, but Jill Scott, once again, she says she is scared to raise her young teenage son here in America for fear of what she alluded to for fear of him being a victim of racism or police brutality. But when they ask her, well, what country would you like to go to? She says Holland, a.k.a. the Netherlands, which is a country that's way whiter than America. She doesn't pick any country in Africa. She picks a country that's super white, where the, where the white folks blend in with the snow up there. That's how white they are. And I've been to the Netherlands. I was there when I was a kid, but still. There's some, there's some super, super pasty glacier gliders out there. But you don't want to pick a country in Africa, man. So I just, I just always find that interesting. I challenge y'all to go out there and find a black person that's serious about moving out this country and ask them where they want to move. I can almost guarantee you most of them are going to pick a country that is not predominantly black, <laughs> not predominantly black because they got to They got to be around them white folks. Y'all they got to be around them. So South Africa, mad nice. too. I've never been to South Africa. I don't know how it is over there. All I know is Trevor Noah, whatever his name is, that, that whack ass comedian. He's here in America now. So it makes me wonder how good is South Africa if he's over here. You know what I mean? Uh, anyways, that's my two cents on this story. Y'all be safe out there. Um, let me see. Hold on. Oh yeah. You say they don't, I'd I still rather. Oh yeah. I'm not going anywhere. 
I'm not going anywhere. I was born here. I plan on dying here, right? I don't care what's going on in this country, how racist people believe it to be. I'm going to stay here and, and, and uh, enjoy it all. So and just be like, hey, this is, a, this is how we get down in America, baby. I'm not going anywhere. But at the end of the day, I'm not out here believing that every time I walk out the house, a cop's going to jump down on me or just jump down on random black folks. Like, that's not really how it happens. But, you know, here we are years later, people still getting sucked. Because matter of fact, there's a story out there about that kid, uh, some kid out in uh, Oregon who just got killed by some white dude. So the story goes, this black kid moved from Oakland or the Bay Area to uh, Oregon, Bend, Oregon. I think it's the name of the place. Anyways, he's out there bar hopping or whatever. He sees this white chick, tries to holler at her. The white chick is like, yo, I got a man I'm taking, blah, blah, blah. Then I guess later on, he goes to try to holler at the white chick again. And the boyfriend's there. And I guess, you know what I'm saying? The boyfriend, now now he got a problem because the boyfriend's like, yo, you trying to holler at my lady? What's up? Anyways, they get into a little fight. The dude pulls a piece out and blasts this kid and kills him. And I think they're charging him with like second degree murder or something. Like, anyways, he's probably going to go to jail. He more than likely needs to go to jail based off of what I heard. But um, I was going somewhere with this point. But the thing, the thing, the thing about it is, is like, uh, oh yeah, I was trying. I was going somewhere with this point, and I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was going somewhere. Oh yeah. So the thing about it is, so we, we, this, this is another one of these stories that is starting to kind of pick up a little steam here and there on social media. I don't know how big it's going to be because they arrested the white dude, and now they're charging him, but. I can only imagine if they didn't charge the white dude or arrest him, this will be the next big thing. And there might be some protests and then people will be all over be like, see, see, Day's hunting us. Day's killing us. I even heard people comparing this to Emmett Till. I was like, oh, Jesus. It's like, yo, I'm listen, I'm not saying that your man's deserved to die. And yes, the white dude needs to be arrested. But at the same time, you got to you got to know you holler at a chick. She says she got a man and her man is there. You come back and try to holler at this chick, and now her man got to say something to you. I'm not saying anybody deserved to get shot, but being that he did get shot, and yes, I think her man needs to be locked up for killing this dude, but this is like, my nigga, what were you thinking? And it's funny because this dude, he, he came from the Bay Area, and I was listening to uh, some of his family talk, how he was like, yo, he just went out there to try to start his life over. So if you know anything about the Bay Area, it's pretty rough out there. This area in Oregon, is uh, just like the Netherlands. It's like 99% white. <laughs> so he, so he's another one of these dudes who picks a town to go start his life over, and it's like 99% white people. And his murder, unfortunately, was the first murder in this town in probably like the past two, three, four, five years, right? He just happened to be there for a couple months, and he's the, he, he's the first murder victim in like two or three years in that, in that whole town. And I don't know, man. It's, it's just another one of these, these weird stories, man. But like I say, you, you turn on social media, it's, I bet you there's some random Negro out there talking about weeds being hunted. This is like Emmett Till. They're getting ready to break out the markers and, and the protest signs and the, and get their protest shoes ready on and popping. But it's just like, and so this, this leads up to Jill Scott talking about, oh, I fear for my son. But it's like, listen, that's not the standard for all the black folks. All you got to do is just go visit the gun memorial and just look at all the black folks killed every single day on that list. 99% of them are killed by other niggas. So it's just like, what are we even talking about here? But, you know, there's that coon babble. So you, you can't, it's really hard to talk sense into these Negroes, man. 
And at this point, I don't even know if it's worth the effort anymore. Uh, how many sun men die the same way every day at the hands of another sun man over a chick? Oh, listen, just go to the gun memorial. Matter of fact, let's go look at the gun memorial right now since we're here. Let's go visit the gun memorial. Let's just see. Gunmemorial.org. All right. October 4th. Let's just go down the list. You're going to see mostly black folks. Ain't no telling how these people lost their lives. Uh, let's just pick on a rent. Let's pick this dude right here. Uh, three shot in a drive-by near, uh, where was this? Let's see. Oh, this is in Chicago. Okay. That's expected. South Florida man shot and killed or riding a motorcycle. Anyways, we can just go down the list. What is this? We can just go down the list, but you'll notice that this thing is dominated by mostly black folks, right? And the majority of these people have been killed by other black people. But Jill Scott's biggest fear is her son being killed by a white person or a cop. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyways, gummemorial.org. That's where you can see what's really going on in the community, ladies and gentlemen. All right, anyways, y'all be safe out in these streets, and y'all pray for Jill Scott. Make sure her son is safe, and hopefully she can find some peace with those other white folks in the Netherlands that, you know, she seemed to can't find with the white folks here in America. All right, peace.